Hi, I'm Ashley Cooley, a birth baby and sleep specialist and mom of three. There's so much information out there, right? This show is dedicated to helping you clear out the noise so you can figure out what will work best for your baby and your family. If you're looking to learn more about your baby, gain more confidence in your parenting, and get as much sleep as you can through it all, you've come to the right place. Bringing up baby is about to get a little easier. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Bringing a Baby podcast. This is Ashley Cooley, owner of Birth Baby Sleep and host of the show. And today we're having a quick little episode here, but I want to talk to you about overtiredness, specifically what it is, how it can present itself in babies and kids, how it impacts their sleep, both in quality and quantity, and what you can do about it, most importantly. So like I said, quick little episode, I found myself with a little tiny bit of extra time because thank goodness the strike is over and kids are all back to school. I had my pre-primary kiddo home with me for a good month and a half and I got a week and a half left until summer, so I'm going to use it wisely. So here we go. Let's talk about overtiredness because we hear this term a lot. As soon as we have a baby, maybe before you have a baby and you hear about how to avoid it and that you want to avoid it. Um, but it, it inevitably happens. So what is it? Well, overtiredness is what we call it when your little one, whether they're a baby or older child, they are overtired and it's wreaking havoc on their sleep. The unfortunate thing is, is we can't bank on our sleep. We all know that if, if anybody knew how to do that, or if anybody ever figured that out, we'd all be trying to sleep extra some days, knowing that other days we're not going to get so much great sleep, right? So we can't bank on sleep. We will stop sleeping when our bodies are done needing it. Um, But you can bank on overtiredness. That's the real crummy part here is that it can wreak havoc, maybe not right away, but it can build up over time and then it can make a mess. So that's when it's really hard to actually kind of pinpoint what caused your little one to not sleep so well? Like we run through the list of like, oh, are they teething right now? Or are they going through a milestone or development thing or sleep regression and la 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 la. But sometimes it's hard to pinpoint because actually it's been kind of slowly building over time. Um, So that's in terms of how it presents itself. It can do so differently. We always say every baby's different. So some will be extra fussy or cranky when they're overtired and that really kind of lets us know that something's going on but other times they might get or other babies or children might get a second wind for older kids especially that can be masked as like hyperactivity and that's a lot harder too because some kids have FOMO right the fear of missing out we might not see a cue we might miss it they might not really give us any so we're left to kind of guess and figure it out well what's worked in the past but we see them with all kinds of energy or happy-go-lucky right before bed. So we're like, why would we put you to bed? But then you see, again, maybe over time that the later bedtimes or the stretching of the wake windows, that period of time between sleep, is going to wreak havoc later on. So how does it actually wreak the havoc? What, how does it impact sleep? Basically, when we're overtired... It keeps us in a lighter state of sleep while we're sleeping. So it can either affect, you know, you being able to fall asleep initially. Sometimes it makes it harder to do so. Um, But more often than not, it makes it harder to stay asleep or get a good quality sleep in the deep sleep 
Okay, so you if you've listened to other episodes, if you follow us on Instagram, you've taken any of our classes, you know that we have these periods of lighter sleep and periods of deeper sleep. They do different things, all very necessary and helpful when it comes to sleep. But um, it's in the deep sleep where cells are rejuvenating, growth hormones are peaking, and it can be extremely restful and restorative in that kind of sleep. So when we're overtired, even just a little bit, but especially if it's built up and over time, that can keep us in a lighter state of sleep more often than we otherwise would be. So less time in deep sleep. And it's in the lighter states of sleep where it's a lot easier to wake up. That's the dreaming state. That's rapid eye movement kind of sleep that is very easy to wake, especially the the little, little ones. Okay. So It keeps us in a lighter state of sleep, but it also affects the quantity. And again, maybe not right away, but definitely over time. Let's say we have a a six-month-old, and that six-month-old typically takes three naps a day, okay? And that third nap is usually a little cat nap. It's closer to the end of the mid to late afternoon or something like that. And one day, this six-month-old skips that nap, maybe for reasons unbeknownst to anyone, but maybe because of just... I don't know, we were out and about, they usually nap, but they didn't, whatever it was, they didn't nap. And again, because you're a follower, a listener, um, want someone who's maybe taken a class or two of ours, you know that we're going to compensate with an early bedtime because while we can't necessarily force them to nap again, it's now going to be bedtime soon, but we can bring that bedtime earlier to help compensate for that skipped nap or that lost sleep for that day. So some babies, some six-month-olds in that scenario might, like when you do finally get them to bed, even though their wake window was longer than it otherwise would be, because again, that skipped nap, they might actually just quote unquote pass out and sleep through the night and they never slept through the night yet. And that was their first time doing it. So sometimes... It can be like, oh my gosh, that's the answer. That's how we get to sleep through the night again. We're just going to skip that nap every day and then go to bed a little bit earlier and then woohoo, here we go. And while, you know, I will say that that's not necessarily impossible and for sure you could be in that scenario, but it's rare that we just go from napping three times a day for a while to boom, all of a sudden not. And that's the answer to all the problems. That's, That's on the rarer side. More often than not, what you might find in that scenario is maybe that works for that one night. Maybe it even works for two nights. But if you did that three, four days in a row, that's when you might start noticing either a trouble falling asleep initially and or the trouble staying asleep or now the extra early morning wake ups or something else is going on. So that either will happen right away the very night of the day that that nap was skipped for some babies and for others, it might happen It's the cumulative effect. So what are we going to do about this, you guys? Regardless of how it happened, why it happened, we're in this point or we think we have a little one who is now overtired or possibly chronically overtired and we need to fix this. So what can you do? Basically, it comes down to getting back on the horse, A-S-A-P, okay? So sometimes the longer and more buildup of being overtired over time that has occurred, the longer it can take to chip away at it and get that well-rested kiddo back in your arms. But lots of other times, there's just one or two good naps away from getting your little one back to, you know, ground zero, so to speak. So consistency is always going to be on your side here. So the very next day 
or as soon as you get home from that trip, because while we're away or on vacation, sometimes it's just do what you got to do. But as soon as you get back on that horse and give a little consistency and getting some regular routines and systems in place to get those naps and bedtimes back to where they were or where they're now going to be if you are shifting timing of things, then that's what's going to ultimately chip away at that overtiredness and get everybody sleeping well again. So if you need help getting back on the horse, or you never had a horse in the first place and you'd like help getting one, and if you haven't caught on, the horse is a plan or a routine to follow so good sleep can keep happening in your house, then let me know. That's what I love to do, and we can work together and figure that out together. So I hope that was helpful, a little bit on that overtiredness. If you have any questions, you want to reach out, you have an idea for another podcast episode, anything at all, you can find us at Birth Baby Sleep on Instagram and Facebook. Birthbabysleep.ca is our website and uh, reach out anytime. See you back here next time. If you're looking for more information or support along your parenting journey, check out birthbabysleep.ca. That's where you're going to find prenatal classes, postpartum and new baby resources, and sleep support during the childhood years. You can now join our Bringing Up Baby community membership as well, which has tons of additional benefits to helping you through all kinds of sleep challenges and transitions, navigating the transition to solid foods, and even your transition through early parenthood. If you have any questions, just send them my way. Lastly, but certainly not least, if you got something out of this episode or our show in general, leaving a rating or a quick review goes a really long way to helping others find us. So please consider leaving one. That's all for now. I'm Ashley Cooley, and we'll see you back here next time. Bye.